Hello, hello. Welcome to a new episode of Product and Cake. Here with me in the virtual recording studio is Goncha. Hey, Goncha, welcome. Hello, Paul. Like every good team meeting, we start this podcast <laughs> with a check-in question. And this time is, um, what do you do to recharge? Uh, that is such a great question for today because I also feel a little bit low right now. I had a very long day and it was super busy and I still have a lot to do. So I feel a little bit low in energy. And um, yeah, so it's good to think about how I want to recharge. Um, Oh, that's that's a hard one. <laughs> I thought it might come a little bit easier. But I think the first thing is a little bit of a silly move. So just sh uh, standing up uh, and just shaking uh, a little bit and listening to an energizing song really, really keeps me upbeat. And it's like, oh, yes, all the motivation you need, go on. And yeah, maybe cooking so doing something productive that is not necessarily work productive so these three things are my go-to what about you what do you do to recharge sounds good i um got a super nice advice recently from a, a wise person that <laughs> said um you can recharge um also in exhausting activities so I, I always true. thought exhausting things like going uh, jogging, going running outside and so on. Is, I'm exhausted afterwards, but I, it's still possible for me to recharge. And this is what I, what I like most. Ah, I thought when you said exhausting activities, because I, I, I actually thought that by exhausting activities, you don't mean something that you are exhausted afterwards, but I thought you mean something that is not necessarily active. So, because all the things that I also said, and also you said it's all active, but I think it is also important to give us the time that just do absolutely nothing, like turn into a ball on a couch under a lot of blanket. I actually really love that. <laughs> and sometimes that really helps me to recharge, especially if I had a very interactive day or I met a lot of people on that day. The way I recharge is really passive. I just want to be hide under a blanket. This was always my thinking that I need to recharge in sleeping or on laying around or mm. watching Netflix or anything. But now I learned I can recharge in physical activities, but for example, I could also recharge in um, some kind of meetings I enjoy. For example, yeah, recording a podcast with you is super nice. <laughs> and even though it's another online meeting, I know already that this recharges me also. That's true. That's and completely true. I, I always, is... like, when we start the podcast, my sound is very like, oh, hello. And then at the end of it, I'm like, oh, yay. <laughs> Yeah, exactly and right. for me What's personally yeah. sorry sorry <laughs> i need at the moment a lot of energy because uh, we here at xu are in a very important 
um, phase of our of our development because we are close nice. to launch a new version of our learning platform. We are building oh. a learning experience platform and the topic of sustainability. So people come and consume a lot of content. And we did now a huge amount of work to uh, basically make our version 2.0 alive. And you know, oh, 2.0 nice. means always everything changed. And I want to ask you today, <clears throat> it's, we are close to the point that we want to show our new version to other people and we want to get feedback. Because we right. also changed the UX, we changed the UI, uh, we implemented a lot of ideas. And, you know, we we did it now internally for quite a while with all the user input we got from the version one. But now it's time to, to let our baby uh, out in the reality. And okay, so you want to do some... Uh some user usability testing with users outside of your company, right? Um, this is exactly what I would like to discuss with you today. How can okay. I validate in a secure way if my um, approaches are the right one, <laughs> if my new version so, is as good as I see it? So there are a couple of things that really scared me to the core in the sentence you said. <laughs> The first thing was that your product is ready to launch and you have worked so long on it and it's the first time you want to show it to users. So that is the first thing that really scared me because why did you wait so long? And second thing is, um, I forgot the second thing, but it will come in a second. But I'm still shocked to the core that you have waited so long to show it to anyone. Yeah, true, of course. And you should show it as soon as possible to yeah, people. Exactly. Um, basically, it felt very long to me in actual developing development time. It was not so long. And we are building version two, right? It's not a complete okay. new product where we need to validate each individual step. We need very well how the people behave and how the people use our current product. And we needed to finish basically the reworked uh, functionality of version one. And this is okay. where we are now. It's not production ready. It's still early stage, but right. the, the excitement starts. So to say, hey, we can we can go out now. We need now the user feedback. We did our technical mm -hmm. duties. And now the next step exactly to not scare you, but to invite yeah. people so as soon as possible into the process. The, I, I remember the second thing that scared me. You asked for a secure way to ask for user feedback. So here, I have the question. Secure means that you will be reassured of what you have built, so you want just confirmation, or secure in a way that you actually covered everything. Because if it's the first thing and you want just the users to say, oh, yay, that's great, I'm afraid, but it's easy to get. It is really easy to get that, but I'm really afraid if you want that. <laughs> yeah, you need to, to help me find out um, how to move forward because I I mean, we and in, in the team did our very best to build the best imaginable product. And mm -hmm. I need to avoid the trap of getting now confirmation of what we did, right? Okay. 
but of course i don't want to get hurt you don't want users yeah of course you don't want users to come and say oh no this is horrible the first step the first version was better so i i completely agree it hurts uh also after so long of working on a topic but what i always say is there was a time that um it was quite common in the product management and ux world to say don't uh, fall in love with your product but fall in love with the user and i try to even add a twist on that that do not even fall in love with not your product not the user but fall in love with the need that you're solving so going again to the why uh, is it there so also in this scenario if the users don't like it if they use it's not for for users if they provide not the right feedback for you you need to di distinguish if you still are solving the need and this group of users that you have uh, checked this are not aligned with it this means that they might not have that need they might have some other need that your tool is not solving or these are the right users that they have the right uh, need that you are trying to solve but you are not solving that need so this is the, the, the trap of a lot of times when we receive the bad feed, negative feedback. The first step is like we are fall, we have fallen in love with our product. So we feel, we feel hurt that they have attacked the product. And the second step is that when we realize that, okay, no, it is not necessarily personal, we immediately take that into action. And you're like, oh, the, the user said this, so the user is always right, then we need to change this. But the, that user that we might have talked might not necessarily have the problem that we tried to solve. So that's the first thing. And second thing, I want to go a little bit towards the a mom test. I don't know if you have read the book or not, but there is a very nice book on how to get to the bottom of your feedback and your interview for analyzing if um, users um, users are you have the need uh, that you um are trying to solve or what is the real feedback of the user so again this is not going to be secure in a way that the, they will be no one who will say uh oh this is perfect amazing thank you it is exactly the opposite way and that's the funny thing about the book title that uh because if you go to your mom and show something uh, it is very likely that your mom will say oh yeah you're my kid you did it and everything is perfect but if you, instead of asking, uh, request the person in this scenario, or even your mom, to try that product, no matter what it is, you can figure out the issues much better. Yeah, true. I mean, a lot of times we know the right step, and especially in technical product development it is so easy to to share it and to invite people and say hey look over my shoulder what do you think about this and that and there are also as you mentioned a lot of traps right selecting mm -hmm. the people you are asking but also selecting uh, the right questions right if do you like my product or 
does this thing uh, meet your needs? Exactly. How do you prepare yeah. for user tests? So if, if it is on the in the right time, do you have a first go-to thing to... The first thing forward? is I don't call it a user test because we are not testing the user. It is not a test of the user. It is the test of product. So it is either the usability test for my product or it is a product test. Awesome. So yeah. That's why I a little bit have an issue when we say user test and also when we invite people to user test, then people get more stressed because they think it is a test of them and how smart they are. Um, but no, the issue is with the product if someone cannot work with it. And I do multiple things. So first I try to... Uh, pinpoint exactly what I'm trying to solve, the, what is the problem that I'm trying to solve, why this product exists in the first place. And then I will try to go without necessarily defining a, a persona, go ask people that, hey, can you please give me five minutes? Can you please use this product? Can you please Uh, show me how you would use uh, a product like this. And maybe sometimes I don't even show them the first, I won't show them the f uh, product at first, but I just ask them, hey, uh, if there is something like this in the world, if there is, in, in your case, if there is a product that allows you to learn digitally, What do you expect from it? What do you expect that needs, needs to happen? Can you walk me through the scenarios? Like, okay, do you expect... And I just ask questions. I just, okay, yeah, tell me more. Okay, yeah. What then? And after that, do you expect anything else? Like, just trying to get more of the story from them. I sometimes will even ask them about the last time that they have um, used a digital tool to learn. And then after I got all of those information, then I know my product, the way it looks, won't bias their answers. I will show them the, uh, the product and they can uh, work with it. I say, okay, I'm not here. I just want to look how you would deal with it. And I would like you to um, speak out loud. So tell me what you're thinking. Tell me how you're feeling. Uh, tell me if something is standing out. Tell me if something is wrong to you. Um, and before clicking anything, tell me what you expect happens after you have clicked. Mm -hmm. So this is very important for the digital product. Sometimes we have the CTAs that it says proceed or next step, and then you press it, and then money is deducted from your account, for example. <laughs> This is prohibited if it, the button is not stating it explicitly, but uh, I got what you mean. <laughs> yeah, it, it happens a lot. <laughs> and um, But it is important to know what the expectation is. So if the CTA is even saying, uh, proceed to the next step by, and pay, da, 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 and then you press, and then instead of, payment you go to the select your address select the billing address then again it's not aligned with what the user expected right and do you prepare a list of questions upfront or a list of tasks for the product test and say hey imagine you need to do this and that 
Um, so I don't think that is a select a series of questions or that is a series of tasks. I think of them as, as I said, I will pinpoint the problem that I want to solve. So I will just go and ask uh, the person to, hey, you want to learn using this product and what do you do? So very open-ended, right. very open question because I don't think all the time that we have we are building a product we have been so focused on the use cases uh, that we've went through all of this user journey and we think it's a simple one-liner thing but um let let me look at one new example or one new tool that i recently uh, downloaded on my uh, phone so i recently downloaded um a app called SwitchBot that is for my um, blinds to automatically be able to close and open them. And basically, what the the first thing is that you you expect that will happen is that the user has first bought the item, and then will see this app in the package, and then the user will download it, and then the user will connect the app to the device. And then the user will be able to automatically turn on and off the things. So, and it, this is a very simple use case because it is a very strict app that only works with this device. But also, what happened is um, I found a shop button in this product, and I saw all the other tools, the smart home tools that exist within uh, this app. And then from there, I went to buy my SwitchBot. So I did not first have the device. I actually first downloaded the app because I was looking for how to close, how can I close my blinds automatically? So if, and I downloaded a lot of similar apps. So if this product did not have that tab to shop, I wouldn't have known that they have other devices that I can actually use for shutting down my blind. So it was not at all straightforward. <laughs> and this is exactly what you learn when you hand out your product to people, right? You can have the best user journeys and you drafted out all user stories and you break it down to tickets and everything is well planned and super agile, but then out to the wild and people start to download your app even though they did not bought the product first. That's yeah. that's interesting and that's a super valuable lesson to learn. And I think that should also remind us to throw out things as fast as possible. I just recently learned a nice new term that was saying um, um, minimal sellable prototype. MSP, oh. minimal <laughs> sellable prototype. I really like that term because we are so used to MVPs, right? Yeah. But what you really want to do is earn money and create business value, most likely. And I saw already a lot of products that are super, super minimal, but they still ask for money. And depending on your user mm -hmm. group, and if you solve a real issue, you can start to charge money. And you should do, because if you ask people, hey, do you like my product? And they said yes, then this is basically no validation, right? If you ask them, would you pay five euros for it right now? If yes, give it to me and I will show you my product. Then you will get completely different answers. Yeah, that is completely true. I completely agree. 
All right. So what we have learned is first, maybe to read the mom test. <laughs> I, I do really recommend that book. I think it's a, a very well written book. But um, a quick uh, note of what we discussed first is to do not wait until the very end of your development process to show the, uh, what you have built, but try to show it as much as possible throughout the process, do a lot of um, a lot of usability tests when you have just the prototype and the design before it becomes uh, coded because it is much cheaper to change at that stage. The second thing is don't necessarily, uh, when someone says that, hey, yeah, I don't like your product, don't first get offended. And second, make sure that it is the right user with the right user need. You're tr not trying you're not selling something to the user, but you're selling something to solve the problem. And the third thing is not necessarily ask questions, but see the behavior. Yes. Awesome. Thank you for the summary. I want to add two yeah. small things. <laughs> One is I, I want just to highlight it again. Find users that have this problem. Never ever say, yeah, basically, my product is for everyone, I would say. <laughs> Maybe everyone has this problem. No, you need to find the people who have the problem and where you can definitely help them in the best possible way. And then last but not least, what I will do tomorrow and I will change my documents and meeting invitations and so on. Don't call it user test, but product yeah. test. I love it. Yes. We are not <laughs> testing the user. We are testing the product. That's exactly. fantastic. Thank you a lot for this inspiration, Gonche. It was fantastic talking to you. I'm quite energized now. <laughs> Look ah, at that. Again, awesome. <laughs> Me too. So enough power for all the work ahead of us. And enjoy the day and talk to you very soon. Yes. Bye.